Hi guys, this is Fiona from IELTS Exam Training Courses and Members Academy. Today we're going to do a general training reading. If you're not doing general training, I still think it's really useful because it's got words that are less common and those can always be useful for your speaking. Um, this is a formal reading, but when you listen to it, you'll see that a lot of the words are used in everyday life and therefore useful for you to know and to practice. Um, before I start, just wanted to remind you that we're on the last week now of the speaking challenge. It's still not too late. You can join in any time you want and make use of the posts and listening to everybody else's examples and my feedback. So make sure you come and join us on Instagram or Facebook. Or if you go to my website, you can download the progress log there. Um, do make sure you sign up though, because if you give me the email when you sign up, that means you'll automatically get the finished version of the progress log. Quite a lot of work has gone into that. So every day um, I post examples of things. For example, last week um, we talked about animals, which were pets or pests. Um, and, you know, it's a key topic in IELTS. Um, so I asked people to say what animals were pests, meaning animals which cause problems. And very often the answer came back and it said dog or um, cockroach. So remember when you're speaking in general, you need the plural, of course, the I hate dogs or I love dogs or I'm afraid of dogs. So every time something like that came up and I thought it was important, I added it to the progress log. So you'll get a whole 30 days of advice um, that can help you in your speaking. And that's completely free. And I'm going to put all the videos together that you will also get with the progress log. So just make sure you go to my website, which is IELTS etc.com. I'll put the link um, in this podcast. And when you go there, you will see a little yellow sign up bar at the top. And it says it's not too late to join. So join there. And then that guarantees that you'll get all of the useful practice and worksheet and videos at the end of the uh, challenge. So let's look at the reading now. This is a section two from book nine, test A. Um, I've already done section one, the two readings. They are previous podcasts. Um, so again, I will put those in the links. But today we're focusing on section two. In a similar way to section one, it's divided into two short readings and the topic is always about work, so survival at work in some way. Section one is always survival in real life, section two is survival at work and then section three is your more academic style text which is very similar to the academic readings. So doing the academic readings is also useful for you. But focusing today on this section two, um, we'll see that it is quite straightforward and simple. The questions go in order. In fact, the only annoying thing about it is that they're on different pages. So I, 
have to keep switching between the two pages. Uh, that's fine. Um, this is all about formal dress code for company employees. So it's a very common topic. Um, I've already talked about it in the writing task two. And again, if you go to my website, you can find a whole um, lesson on formal dress codes, the, the writing part. Um, but this is all a very formal guideline um, leaflet for people working at a company. And it's divided into very simple headings. So they tell you um, about formal dress, shoes, um, footwear, accessories, jewelry, makeup, perfume, hats, and then dress down days and what happens if you break or violate the dress code. So the questions are questions 15 to 21 and they are all gap fill. So it's quite easy to locate the information using the headings and then to find the exact word that you need. You are allowed two words in this one um, to fill the gap. So always with the gaps, it's worth, if you've got time, looking and just thinking what you need in that gap. So I'm going to go through the gaps so you can think about what kind of word you need. So the first one, 15, it says, what is the aim of the formal dress code? Well, the aim is to present a something to clients. So think about, you know, what you already know about why you need to have an, a smart dress code. What kind of thing do you need to present to clients? Then it talks about the acceptable types of clothing. There's no gap. Then it talks about the state of clothes. They must be something and in good condition. So they must be something. You're looking for an adjective. They must be clean. They must be new. Um, they must be dark, I guess. Any adjective that would fill that gap. The next two are done for you. There is footwear. Um, talks about tennis shoes and open toe shoes are not allowed. Then it goes to accessories. For example, ties, scarves, belts and jewellery may be worn, but these must be something and not brightly coloured. So they must be something and not brightly coloured. So you're looking again for an adjective to describe the kind of accessories that you are allowed to wear. Next heading is makeup. It says avoid wearing too much makeup and perfume. Why? Because these sometimes cause something. Could you guess that? What might perfume or makeup cause um, on other people? I guess that's all I'll say. Next is about hats. And it says hats should not be worn, but there are some exceptions. So head covers in line with religious reasons or something are allowed. So we're looking for another reason why a head cover may be allowed. Then we come to the casual dressing down days on some Fridays. So many workplaces have dress down days. Uh, where they can wear less formal clothes. 
Um, the gap here says clothing with the something on is recommended. Okay, I, well, I don't think you can guess that. Finally, what will happen if you break the dress code? It says if advice is repeatedly ignored, uh, something is given. And you probably know this from your own workplace. What happens if you break any of the rules? What do they give you or what do you receive? Okay, so let's go back and look at the text. So remember, we're looking at the first question. 15 is the aim of a formal dress code. And we go to the introduction. And of course, there at the start, it says the company's objective in establishing a formal dress code is to enable our employees to project the professional image that is in keeping with the needs of our clients and customers. So why did they have, what was the aim, what was the objective to enable our employees to project the professional image to clients? So you're only allowed two words. The two words are professional image. Use them both. If you put just image, it's not correct. So you need to copy the two words, present a professional image. Next, we're looking for the state of clothes. So they must be something and in good condition. When you look at the first clothes section, it says torn, dirty or frayed clothing is unacceptable. Clothing should be pressed and never wrinkled. Now you've got three adjectives there. You've got torn, dirty, frayed clothing is unacceptable. But we're looking for something positive. The question says they must be something and in good condition. So when you look at the sentence clothing should be pressed and never wrinkled, the only positive adjective there is pressed, P-R-E-S-S-E-D, which means ironed. Um, quite an old-fashioned word, I think. I don't think I would say pressed now. I would say ironed, even though I never iron anything. Okay, question 17 is about accessories. And it says, again, these must be something and not brightly coloured. So we're looking for something positive again. So it says the wearing of ties, scarves, belts and jewellery is encouraged provided they are tasteful. That's it. The answer is tasteful. And there is an interesting conditional there. Provided means as long as or only if they are tasteful. Um, items which are flashy should be avoided. So flashy there is a synonym for brightly coloured. Flashy is negative, should be avoided, but the jewellery accessories must be tasteful. That's an interesting choice of words, isn't it? Because how do you define what tasteful is? Makeup, it says avoid wearing too much makeup and perfume because these sometimes cause something. 
So when we go to the makeup, it says, remember, ah, excessive makeup is unprofessional. Remember that some employees may have allergic reactions to the chemicals in perfumes and makeup. So wear these substances in moderation. So the question was, what do they cause? And they cause allergic reactions. Make sure you add the plural S. Next one is about hats. And it said hats should not be worn. But if the head covers are in line with religious reasons or something. So when you go to the hats, it says head covers that are required for reasons of faith or to honour cultural tradition are permitted. So you have those two exceptions for reasons of faith. Faith is a synonym for religious reasons. And the second one then is cultural tradition. So the full answer for 19 is two words. It's not just cultural, it's cultural tradition. Now we come to the dressing down day, the casual clothing. So question 20 says clothing with the something on is recommended. And when we come to dressing down, it says um, on these days, business casual clothing is allowed. Clothing that has our company logo is strongly encouraged. That's it. Our company logo, two words, is recommended. Synonym for encouraged. So the last one, what happens if... This advice is repeatedly ignored. What is given? Well, it says, if the problem persists, the employee will receive a verbal warning. That's it, two words, a verbal warning. Notice just it's been transformed from active. The employee will receive a verbal warning. But in the question, it's passive a verbal warning is given. Okay, that's it. I'm going to stop on that one and then I'll come back to you with the second half, which is all about staff benefits. Bye for now. Bye.